Welcome to Sponsored by Nobody, this week sponsored by Bonsai Trees. Little trees you try not to kill. Fun for all ages? Yeah, probably. It is November 2020, and you are listening to Leaves in the Jungle, Season 1, Episode 1. In this game, we will be using the Wild Sea World setting and Wild Sea system. I am Ian, playing the Firefly, and we have... Austin playing the Ardent Drock. I'm Bev. I'm playing Illidan the Gow. Uh, I'm Dylan, and I'm playing Nick Attack the Celecray. I'm Jonathan, and I'm playing Recatap Rotom the Ectus. Awesome. Okay. So, in this game, a lot of the playtests people have started with doing a fun little exercise to kind of get you warmed up into the, uh, how do I word this? The mindset of gaming and exploration and just the weirdness of the wild sea. So we're going to start with a little exercise in that kind of a vein. I'm going to give you guys a whisper and a chart, and you guys are going to each tell me where that would take you. No wrong answers, except for certain people. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just uh, let me know where you think this whisper and chart would take you. So the whisper is moonlit light, and the chart is scribbles on a leaf. There is a map. That is scrawled onto an ironwood tree leaf that can only be revealed doing, during a solstice moon. Shun at the correct height. Ooh, okay. Um, kind of got like a butterfly grove um, where there's lots of caterpillars around and they're doing that thing where they kind of like chew into the leaves and in such a way that if you hold some of the leaves up and they match the stars, they will give you clues to treasure or something fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fun. I'm thinking that it's a uh, sacred circle that is either carved or drawn into a tree. Uh, if it's carved, then it's like a carved divot. And if it's drawn, then it's drawn around like a knot in the tree. And leaves will fall into that divot over time, maybe into like a pool of uh, water that's collected into it. And then however those leaves fall, depending on uh, how like the lines and leaves line up, a map is drawn from those leaves. Ooh, nice. And Dylan? Oh man, all the good ideas have already been covered. <laughs> oh no! Whatever shall we no, do? No, again, no wrong answers. No worries. Just get creative with it. Yeah, as you say, like uh, probably something that would need to be read during the light of the moon, and therefore that that uh, atmosphere would have something to do with revealing, like a, a hidden message or something else like that. Like as you say, with the scribbles on a leaf, when uh, when Bev was talking about the caterpillars chewing holes through them. Yeah, just like giving you like a star chart in uh, uh, in regards to like something that would exist in the sky. Okay, yeah, very cool. Okay, um, 
So I hope that warmed everybody up a little bit. And thank you for all the answers. That was some very cool things to think about. Hopefully you liked that. We're going to start with you guys. Who wants to describe their character first? Uh, any takers? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. So, Rekatap Rodham is an Ectus, which is a cactus person. Uh, bipedal, um, flowers growing kind of all over him. Uh, it's his it's his male part of the season. Uh, you know they don't they don't go all male or all female with the flowers at a time. You don't want to accidentally self pollinate. You know plants and all that. Um, his oh right leg, <laughs> his right leg is noticeably more freshly grown than the rest of him, and is actually a little bit shorter, giving him a bit of an awkward limp. And uh, in order to kind of make up for that, he does wear a wooden shoe that gives about an extra four inches to that leg. So whenever he walks, you can hear a thump, tap, thump, tap, thump on the uh, deck of the ship. Ooh. Nice. Someone else want to do their character? I can go. Um, yeah, Illidan is a Gao um, and a Corsair. Uh Basically, if you could think like an old-timey swashbuckler movie, the hero of that movie, um, but a mushroom person who's orange and yellow bioluminescent. Um, just, yeah, very classically heroic in that kind of Errol Flynn-type way. Austin, can you do your character next? Yes. My character's name is Rook, and he's an ardent. He is a tall craggy young man who's obviously built for surviving he has various things adorning his belt for multiple survival situations food grappling hooks lots of grappling hooks uh, he mainly survives off of joining random crews on hunts or contracts sent to him other people Anybody, he'll gladly sacrifice that contract to save others on any of his journeys deeper into the tangle. Uh, he, he hails from a large splitling far to the north, so he's used to harsher conditions and being alone. Okay. It'll work with the team with necessary. Cool. And then, Dylan, can we have your character, please? Um, Nick Attack is a Celecrae with uh, three arms and a slight build, uh, a skin woven of silk, and uh, he has a tendency to be aloof, hard to find at the best of times, and uh, he has a penchant for uh, kite sailing. Um, he grew up in the wilds, generally, and as such doesn't take to people easily. Um, past that, he makes his living as like a warrior and navigator, you know, pressing his way into whatever sort of work will find him. Cool. Very cool. Okay, so, Bev, what type of 
fruit, vegetables, or berries are nearby in this area? Like, what's the local kind of vegetation in the edible variety look like? Edible variety. Um, just, like, off the cuff? Yeah, off the cuff. What's, like, we're going to paint a picture of the scenery here. I'm kind of seeing, like, like things, like, if you could picture, like, a halfway point between a dragon fruit and a strawberry, you know, like, about softball size just kind of like in little clusters dotted around the tree branches of um kind of whatever the largest closest tree is that's the first thing that comes to mind one more okay no that's good that's perfect so the local berry of this area or fruit is a dragon fruit cross strawberry looking thing i like it um dylan what are the small animals nearby what do they look like um, they're probably like a small, like a hound rat fusion. And they probably have like extra, extra developed forearms that allow them to go from branch to branch. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So they're like small as a rat, but kind of look almost hound-like. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Very cool. Oh God, that's creepy. Like a... <laughs> oh man, yeah. the traps for those things. Yeah. Parasite Eve intensifies. <laughs> So good. Um, Jonathan, what is the leaves, trees, foliage around you? Like, what are you cutting through on your ship? Uh, It's all, like, pine. But, like, the needles grow out of the entire limb. So it's just this. It's it's just a nightmare to get through. Like, it's everything is bristly. Everything is prickly. We swear that some of these things have thistles. They get stuck in your hair. They get stuck in your clothes. It's it's just awful. Like you, you, if you've ever watched the like grass, and I I don't know if you all have like the same grass seeds that we do, but we have, it, like they have little stickers mm. that don't even hurt. They're not they're not they're not like sand spurs. They just stick to everything, and you're digging them out like three days later. That's what we're going through, and the ship is just covered in it. Oh, brutal! I'm loving it. Yes, uh, Austin, what is a nearby landmark? or something that's like a point of interest in this area? You know, uh, there's definitely a, uh, an unusually large uh, junk mass floating around versus such an area that doesn't seem to have that much habitation. Ooh, okay. It's made up of blend of what you can seems to be pre-verdant structures and junk from probably uh, an old uh, rip. Oh, very cool. Are there anyone living, like, are people living on this giant junk mass, or? Uh, it seems there are as there are evidence of new and old settlements, but you can't quite tell. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so that's, that's the area you guys are currently sailing through. You three have just arrived. Um, one of the large chunks of this junk mass has broken off about a week or so ago. And kind of drifted away. And the four of your, you, your ship pulls up to this large junk mass that had drifted away. And you're hoping to scal- uh, scavenge some of the stuff off of it. We're going to start this campaign with what this game calls as a montage. So each of you is going to get one action. And you're going to get to do something to interact with the world and this large piece of junk. Um... And then we'll go from there. So who wants to take the first long action? The Argent's willing to take the first watch. Sure. And Drock will take that. 
He's eager to prove himself to his new teammates and earn their trust. Okay. You know, trust builds the team. Mm-hmm. So you're you're taking first watch. Uh, who's who's doing what else? I think that Rekatap will be he'll be trying to uh, dredge up something to eat. Okay. So like lower, you know, lower lower off the ship if we're uh, if we've dropped anchor and he's just going around picking berries, looking for uh, whatever. What whatever the stuff that they use to make the impossible burger now is, but like <laughs> three hundred years from now, so like the 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 sage just grows in it already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're you're looking for some food stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Who else? I guess that would be me, and I'm looking out for signs of. Uh, pre-verdant facilities that seem more than just houses. I know those contain generally blueprints from the pre-verdant. So you're looking for buildings, sorry? Non, non-residential buildings. The non-residential buildings. Those generally have... This large chunk that's in right in front of you guys here um, that had broken apart. Uh, yeah, it's got it's got a few weird-looking buildings that you might not have seen before in it. Man, I'm I'm going for some of those dragon fruit strawberries. I've been thinking <laughs> yeah. about them since they were first mentioned. Nice. Awesome. Um and I think after having like heavily closed myself to avoid sticking to as few of these sticky buggers that are flying around and like all the the grass and seeds that you mentioned, especially because you know, like I'm a little bit porous, so I've just like heavily clothed myself to try and combat that a little bit. But mostly I'm looking around the piles, mostly keeping an eye out for trouble, but also just trying to see, you know, like what, what can I find that's shiny and, and valuable and, you know, good for trading or good for decorating, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Okay. So that's, I'm going to do some rolls here. So uh, let's see here. Can Rekatap give me a roll for, uh, what would that be? That'd be like a foraging of some sort kind of role. So let's see what the character sheets call foraging. That'd be gathering. You're because you're gathering some food supplies. So do you want to roll for gathering? Yeah. So that's just four dice, I believe, for you. All right. How does our dice roller work? Is it just exclamation point? Mm-hmm. Let's just see if that works. Hey, it did. Hey, there you uh, go. That is three one oh. one two. So bad with a twist. Bad with a twist. <laughs> That's not the correct term, but I'm going with it. Disaster like with a, a twist. <laughs> so the disaster is is you're leaning over the edge of this ship. You're you're holding on to a rope. You know you've you've climbed down a little ways. You're leaning out, trying to pick berries and fruits and just different herbs and spices and all sorts of things trying to grab different critters as they go by the ones that you see are edible um and as you're doing this you notice one of those crazy rat hounds is chewing through your rope and it's fully chewed through that you fall and you're now caught in that upper layer of the tangle 
I will I will make noise as I'm falling. <laughs> okay. Um and then so this is our first twist of the game. So twists is a neat mechanic that anyone have an like a twist for this. It doesn't have to be good, it doesn't have to be bad. What's something interesting that could happen? As he's falling. I have one. Yeah, go um, for it. So uh Regatap has a uh, like a, this, these stories that he tells of this one specific pin wolf, which is like, what if a wolf but spider legs, and like only four of them though, <laughs> and okay. uh, this one specific one that's just covered in scars, and they they they've 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 fought each other in the past, and they've even saved each other a few times, and he often says like, oh, we'll we'll die together, or it, it's it's just this whole thing. <laughs> that pin wolf is there not like right there but it's watching him and they they like they make eye contact and it just slowly like walks back into the into the thresh <laughs> okay i love it but, i love it but it's enough to get him to be like whoa oh no <laughs> calling okay. up a rope <laughs> so you're panicking over the side of this thing um let's switch to Uluden, what was your, what was, what were you doing during this? Um, mostly just kind of keeping a watch out for trouble, but also kind of casually looking for shiny things that might be worth something. Okay, okay. Um, so you and Duroc were looking out for trouble. It sounds like. Yeah. So both of you here, just a huge, absolute horrendous scream as. Rekatap falls over the edge at the same time. Okay. What are you guys doing? I feel like I look for the nearest rope that's attached to the boat and I just like pull up my sword and I just like fully heroically off the edge to see what there is. I don't even know someone is necessarily in danger. I'm just like, oh my gosh, a chance to be a hero. I love it. I love it. Let Rekatep me come is, save you, my comrade. Rekatap is definitely making sounds like he's in danger. <laughs> I mean, I'm mostly playing my theme song in my head as I go down. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. As she leaps off the edge, I'm going to hook a grappling hook in the back of her belt and get ready to yank her back when she grabs. <laughs> I appreciate you, buddy. Nick attack out of the thresh. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I love uh, that. <laughs> I was wondering sorry. how I was going to make it it's, out of that if I didn't find a rope. <laughs> it is Rekatap, but I'm making a note that my next character will be named Nick Attack. <laughs> There's already a Nick Attack. You can't There's a Nick Attack. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, there is okay. a Nick Attack. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, as you guys are diving over, Nick Attack, you're um hanging out getting some of these berries just eating them having a nice time really like it's it's a pretty pleasant day and these are really good fruits and berries um you see this at as you see Rekatap falling you then see Illuden diving over the edge after him and Drock hooking a uh grappling hook to the end and holding on tight just trying to save. What are you doing as you watch this? I'm probably in mild disbelief, right? Like almost <laughs> like they're clowning around. 
you know, I, I maybe don't take the gravitas of the, uh, the situation seriously. And I'm just going to like turn back to my, uh, my foraging attempts and continue to enjoy my nice day and not let this get between me and me and my, uh, my task. You've, they've, they've done this before. They'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Like they're all three of them are on it. I'm sure they can handle it. They don't like, what, what am I even supposed to do? I'm all the way over here. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Okay. Uh, Illidan, let's have you roll. Um, let's see. What would be a good roll for this one? Let's roll leap. Okay. So yeah, so that's gonna be four dice for you. Yeah. And let's let's roll that. Okay. Um is there any point for triples? No, unfortunately not. Okay, well then that's a six and a double. <laughs> a six and a double, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so that's a abs was that absolute success with a twist? Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's see. Um triumph. That's the word I'm looking for. Triumph with a twist. Yay. So as Illudin dives over the edge, no fear, not a care in the world. She's done this, or they've done this a thousand times before. They, you know, it's not a big deal. They're they're amazing at what they do, and that's just the truth of it. Uh, and they plus they know that Drock has them. Worst case scenario, so Illudin dives over the edge, scoops Rekatak up in her arms, and. Rock just yanks that rope backwards, and both of you fly into the air and land perfectly back on the ship. Um, Do you want to throw what the twist is? Me? Yeah. Or anyone else, if you got a better Uh, idea. I mean, like, if somebody has something, go for it, because I I have not thought of a twist at this moment. Uh, Stuck to the collar of her shirt is one of those prickly dragon fruit strawberries that we were talking about. Yeah. And I just like grab it and I just start eating it like a hero. Awesome! Yeah, not no, not, love- not like not like you're <laughs> right in front of not the stereotypical like, jerk with an apple kind of a thing, but just kind of like a you know like you know like a snappy one liner about how I've got you there, and then and then you know like just biting it merrily. Yeah, I'm just picturing Illudin holding Rekatap in her arms and just like eating this uh, fruit berry thing, going, "Don't worry, I caught you." You know, no big deal. Lucky you have me as a friend. (laughs) I am. I'm also picturing this because, like, the the grappling hook was just, like, in her belt. So she's just being hoisted up by her belt. Or by by their belt. They are being hoisted up by their um, belt. You know, mushroom person androgynous. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, like, they're being hoisted up by their belt, holding me with one arm, hold, eating but, the like, fruit with the other arm, and yet somehow, yeah, somehow we still, look like, really good. Somehow the perfect hands on the do. hips pose, despite being hoisted by the belt. <laughs> Just a, <laughs> a lot, lot of core, of core mushroom strength. Nice, awesome. Okay, well, that's going to end our montage section because a montage and i don't know if we fully did that right but we're still learning the rules here so that's fun we're having fun we're having fun um because a montage is just kind of like a more or less a single actiony scene that you guys do um task failed successfully yeah exactly (laughs) um so you guys have kind of enjoyed this area and you're starting to feel like it's time to head home. This this story is going to be a little more railroady for those getting the hint, and you'll see why later. 
Um, but yeah, you guys start feeling like, oh, it's time to head home maybe. So we're going to do a journey section. So journeying in this game, one person is going to be the sailor. The What's the word they use here for this? If anyone knows it, feel free. One person is going to be at the helm. They'll be the captain, for lack of better words. And one person is going mm -hmm. to be on watch. So you who would like navigator? to be... Sorry, the first one, navigator? Yeah, yeah, navigator. That's a good word. Yeah. So one person will be at the helm and be the navigator. And the other person will be on watch. So who wants to be the navigator? I'll be the navigator. And then who wants to be on watch? Uh, I'll do it. So we have Rekatap navigating and Nick Attack on watch. Nick All Attack. Right. That's not going to get oh. confusing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Listeners, we we made these names without knowing Nick that this would happen. As, as somebody named Jonathan, <laughs> this happens all the time. Oh. Okay, so whoever is Rekatap, you are at the helm, so you get to choose whether you cut a path, forge ahead, or drop anchor. Cutting a path is... You travel at a steady speed, being safe. Um, forging ahead is you travel quite fast. Uh, you don't really have a care about danger or anything. You're just you're going for it. And dropping an anchor means just that. You drop an anchor and rest. So what would you like to do? I have started a track and marked the first box kind of thing. And that's going to tell you how many actions you need to do before you get there. So mechanically, cutting a path is one box, and forging ahead is two boxes. I'm going to cut a path. I've, uh, I've forged ahead a lot in the uh, other games, or like in the other like one-shots. It's time for <laughs> me to be careful. Slow and steady. I love it. Okay. So you're cutting a path. You're going nice and steady, a simple speed, smooth. Um, okay, Nick Attack, you are on watch. So I'd like you to roll 1d6, please. And let me know the number. Uh, five. That will be a order, which is an encounter with one of the various living things or some kind of more or less non-nature-related experience on the Wild Sea. So as your ship's kind of going along, you notice off in the distance, since you're on watch, you're keeping a very close eye on all sorts of things, and you notice a little bit of a flashing kind of light coming off of your port side. And that light, it's getting a little bit brighter as you're cut going along and it's just flashing there it doesn't seem to be flashing any kind of signal or any kind of language it's just it's almost like like a sun glare you know how the sun kind of flashes off uh, shiny objects or large objects as you're moving along in a vehicle yeah it's kind of like that and it's just yeah. it looks like it's this thing's getting a little closer to you though as you're going along so my immediate thought is, is it moving towards us or is it just us moving towards it? That sounds like a great use of the scrutinize skill. 
So can you roll four dice, please? So one, two, five, and six. So the triumph you're going to get is you looking at it. It is coming towards you. It's not coming towards you fast. It's another ship um, just kind of sailing down the sea. Uh, it's It doesn't look like it has a ton of weapons. It doesn't look like it's anything dangerous. It's just, you know, this... It's not uncommon to see other ships on the sea, but it's not incredibly common. And normally they stay a little bit more distant, especially if they don't know who it is. But this ship seems to be, it, it looks like it saw you guys and your, your group is not unknown on the sea. You're definitely new, but there are a few people who have heard about you, especially because You've been in this area a little while, so people are starting to pick up on your names. And it looks like this ship has noticed who you are and feels like you're safe to pass a little closer on their way to wherever they're going. So we rob. <laughs> so we rob them. <laughs> Heroically. I will definitely find whoever our uh, our signaling pro is on, on the crew and well, I'll, I'll climb down and start passing around the knowledge that there's another vessel within uh, close range of us, and we're probably going to encounter it awesome. soon. Um, does anyone want to do anything with that knowledge? I uh, indicate a wish to trade mm. with them, possibly. We could probably signal them down, gain some more knowledge about the area. Yeah, do you want to roll for signaling, then, to sure. hail them? Uh, yeah, roll four dice for me, please. Uh, one, two, three, five, so total five. A conflict, so there's something good and something bad. Um, the good thing is, is they see your signal, and you know and they wave back to you. Yeah, they're friendly. Um, the bad thing is, is they don't really want to trade with you. Like they know you guys are safe, but there's still they don't want to get too close out here in the middle of nowhere. So they're they're gonna actually start giving you a little wider of a berth. They seem to be shy and convey to the crew. Yeah. Mike, nice. I cut a path. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to cut a path again. <laughs> reach, <laughs> reach trading through violence. You really want to strike a fair deal. Um, does anyone else want to trade watch, or do you still want to be on watch, Nick Attack? Uh, I could probably go one, one more shift, unless someone wants to relieve me from it. Yeah, if anybody else wants to take over the helm, they can. You seem to have a handle of it for now. I will just scrutinize our surroundings. Okay. So, you're cutting a path, and you, Nick Attack, you are on watch. Mm -hmm. So, Nick Attack, do you want to roll another d6? Very good. And it is a 6. So, that's peace. The entire watch passes without anything out of the ordinary. Um, yeah, so you guys are on your ship, and it is just... You've never seen the wild sea so peaceful, so beautiful. You're actually kind of getting close to sunset now. And the way the light is just shining off of these green pine needles, it, it just makes them, it makes each pine needle look like its own tree almost, just the way it's glowing in the light. And there's just something beautiful about the stillness of it all. It, it, like you, you guys are on a big ship with large saws cutting through, 
And I don't know, something almost mystical is happening where the sound of the saw is just kind of drones itself out into a small hum in the background as you sail across and the trees swaying very gently. Can I sense to see if I sense, see if something's off? Uh, sure. Are you going with my instincts as opposed to just scrutinizing? Yeah, roll four dice. Uh, six, five, five, two, so a pair with a six. Nice, okay. So that's a total success. Yeah, something's something's a little weird here. You've never seen the wild sea this peaceful. And the, the pine needles seem to be, like, almost musical, like wind chimes, like, singing as the breeze goes by them. Yeah, something's something's weird going off. And I'm going to give the twist, if that's okay with you guys. Sure. Okay. Um, sure. There is, up ahead a little ways, there's something in the sea. It, it almost looks like a... Um, the start of a, I believe it's called a rift. Um, that's mm -hmm. the term okay. for a giant hole. Yeah, yeah, it's a hole. Um, so yeah, it, it almost looks like it could be a rift that's partly grown over, almost like a sinkhole trap. But you don't really know. There's just something. Something's off you're seeing there, and it's it's interesting. It's intriguing you. I shout out to the crew that something's off, and they need to sharpen their, sentence for, their senses for something that may be afoot. Okay. So, yeah, you tell you warn the crew. Um, and again, being a little railroady here, I'm going to tell you guys you're... And again, listeners will learn why later. Um, you're senses are telling you all to go investigate it off of the ship. Like, to take a little dinghy or skiff out to it. Oh, we're definitely going to do that. A little chainsaw boat. I'm a natural scout with my wave walking skills. Nice. Okay. Mystery. So, you guys all get in on this little dinghy. And what's it look like as the four of you kind of hop onto this dinghy and start making your way out there. I'm fully at the front doing that whole hands on the hips, one leg, you know, like just like propped up at the front of the boat, you know, like knee up in the air, you know, like, haha, wind in my mushroom, maybe not hair. <laughs> wind in my mushroom. That's, <laughs> that's a sentence. <laughs> wind through my oh, portobello. Wind through my cap. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, wind you, in my portobello. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. Anyone else have some flavor at, to add to that, or uh, I'm gripping the sides of the boat, constantly whispering to myself, "It's it's sinking too low." Oh my gosh, we're gonna go down. <laughs> okay. I don't like um, little ships. I'd rather I be just say walking that by and myself. I just slap him on the shoulder. Fear not, my fearful friend. We'll be just fine after all. You're with me. <laughs> Give him a little smile wink, even though I lack teeth oh. and eyes. <laughs> Excellent. Somehow my fear is not oh. abated. Recatabally. <laughs> somehow <will> increase. <laughs> Recatap will be, uh, like, kind of in the back of the boat, muttering something like, Ah, yes, the baleful wolf. <laughs> she calls to me. As there is actually a howling yes. in the distance. Because again, this is not his imagination. The 
you all have probably seen him get that the same leg every time. It's happened like three times since you've all been together, and it's always the same stupid pinball. I refuse to believe it just to mess with you. Uh, Nick attack. Um, I'm probably going to bring a kite with me over there, and when we intending that when we'd arrive, I'm going to try and catch the wind, fly up and investigate the, uh, the rift in greater detail. Okay. So you're, you're holding on to like a string of a, or a rope of a kite sort of thing. Perfect. Okay. The four of you, as you pull up to this rift, you start to see it's weird. There's, there's definitely, you were right to come investigate this. There was something weird about this. It's a, it looks like a tree that doesn't belong almost. It looks like everything around here is a pine tree. And this almost looks like a little cherry tree that has just kind of sprouted out. And it's only about maybe five or eight feet tall at the most. And it's just kind of sitting there. And as you guys get closer and closer to it, you, you can almost touch it. Like you've, you've shut off your engine You've slowly gotten closer and you're, you're kind of reaching out your hand to touch this cherry tree to see what it is when all of a sudden whoop, and everything goes dark and you realize you've fallen for a trap and we're going to end the episode there. I was Ian and uh, Austin. I'm <laughs> Dylan. Jonathan. And we were sponsored by nobody. Thank you guys and have a good one.